It's Cash Color Cannabis, a high level of conversation on LiveHipHopDaily.tv. And this episode is sponsored by Atlantis Clothing. Everything from our Atlantis Signature Collection to our Drug Lord Collection and Return to Vipers Collections are all available for purchase right now. Head to the website and shop today. And if you're shopping while you're watching tonight, you get a 10% off discount when you use promo code Cash Color Cannabis. I right, without further ado, man, I got a legend in the building with me right now, bro. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, no. Don't do that. Yeah, nah, I got, I got a legend in the building with me right now, man. Um, someone actually wanted to interview for a while, you know what I'm saying? So, um, Neek, I appreciate you coming through, because really, you've been on my radar since literally when I moved here, and I moved here in 2012, when I first started catching wind to what you was doing, and I was a fan ever since. So, appreciate you coming through tonight, man. Brother, I appreciate you for having us, for real, for real. No, now, don't doubt that, bro, I forgot your name before, my bad. Sino, man. Sino, what's good, man? I got got money-making Neek, and I got Sino in the building with us, too, man. For sure, for sure. But, Neek, yeah, I definitely wanted to bless you up with that, man, because, um, yeah, I I still remember going through um, Eastern shows yeah. and i remember walking in the doors and it would be money making neeks it'd be milo smith's it'd be two nines like all, all these dudes in one room and it's like nobody was really on some star shit because everybody was just still on the on the come up so again bros it's definitely a blessing to have you in the in the, in the house tonight um for those who don't know man just exp- exp- introduce yourself and tell us what you do um for everybody who don't know my name is money making neek um Really neat, but you know, I can't really shake the money making <laughs> at this point. Um, at this point, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but now I'm from the west side, you know, um, young spitter. I kind of been doing my thing for a minute. Um, I feel like that, you know, at this point, every I'm I'm pretty local, everybody know me, yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so, um, you know, what I'm setting out to do is really just, you know, bring. You know what I call what I what I do? I call it uh recalibrating the streets. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like it's it's a lot of foolishness going on. I don't want to get too judgmental, but it's just uh I don't know. I, I think we could we could uh we, we could add to, we we could add to what's going on in in a good way. Yeah, definitely facts, man. You know, music music can get stagnant when everything starts sounding the exact same. So every once in a while you need another little it's why Griselda's popular. You know what I'm saying? Every mm-hmm. once in a while you need that little extra come to come through to remind people that there's other shit happening out here. Absolutely. Bro. So, um, Nick, tell us about the first time you actually discovered hip hop. Like, when was the, when was the first time for you? Because if I'm not mistaken, you don't even do too many interviews. But if I didn't look this up right, your moms used to rap. Yeah, my mom used to rap. Um, but I, I, I want to say my introduction to rap though was probably Crisscross. That's not that's not weird, you know, especially in Atlanta, dog. <laughs> like like Crisscross, Criss uh, Jump. Jump is like the, my earliest memory of a, of, of a rap record. Yeah. Um, was you was you dressing backwards? I was definitely trying to. My mom wasn't having that shit, but you know, <laughs> you did try it. You know, as a kid, you are yeah. curious. You know, but <laughs> and the, yeah, she wasn't going for that shit. She caught me coming out the house one day with my uh, with my pants on backwards and, and flipped out. She wasn't going for it. But yeah, um, that's probably when I got introduced to it. Yeah. You know. That's my earliest memory of a rap record. And then, um, I don't know, I've, I've kind of just, I grew up in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I tell people, I'm a rap kid, you know? Some kids, they grow up immersed in rock culture. Yeah. Or, you know, you got some kids that grow up immersed in country music. I'm, I grew up in rap, you know what I'm saying? Um, 
That's the best way I could put it. You know? That's what's up, man. Yeah, you clearly you could, you could tell through the through the through the lyrics, and you could tell by how you put together your music. You grew up in a certain era of rap too. Like you understand the the not only just the importance of lyricism, but putting together a whole song. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Like I've never heard of a neat record where I didn't feel like this isn't a complete record. You know what I mean? Mm. So, um, who are some of your early inspirations? Like I know you mentioned Crisscross. Like I know you didn't come up saying it's, it's just gonna be um, <laughs> it's just gonna no, be Crisscross. No, nah, not at all. I would say my earliest inspiration is probably, hmm, I want to give you an accurate answer. <laughs> probably Nas, to be honest with you. You got wild because my boy, my boy E1 with Big Bowls Pause, he's a Nas hater. Like, this nigga hates Nas with the fullest. I mean, <laughs> I'll I say this too, right? Like, we 90s babies, right? And, um, I was, I was, uh, I'd be lucky to say that, like, I feel like I was, I caught a lot, yeah. right? I feel like, you know, I, I ask people this question too, like, you know, what's your earliest memory of rap? And, you know, a lot of people would tell me, shit, I couldn't listen to rap until I was like 13, 14 years old. Like, a lot of people would tell me, like, their parents wouldn't let them listen to rap. It was very different for me. Like, I grew up literally listening to rap because that's what my mama listened to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, hmm. I'm, I'm saying all of that to say, like, right around seven or eight is, like, when I started, like, paying attention to it. You know what I'm saying? Watching music videos. Fact. You know what I'm saying? Catching on, shit like that. And right around that time, Nas was, you know what I'm saying? He was the hottest thing out. You know what I'm saying? You Can Hate Me Now, it came <laughs> out. That shit was coming on Rap City all day. Facts. Facts. Showing on BT all day. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Summertime, we're in school. I don't know why this Nas, I'm not going to do it. Because for some reason, shout out to Chico. Everybody who came through, we somehow had this debate about Nas and Jay-Z. And I ain't even going to do it today. I'm, I'm going to let Nas live today. Look, look, man. I'm letting, hope, I'm letting Nas live today. Yeah. Please. So, Cino, I don't want to leave you in the, in the, in the cut, man. Because I know oh, yeah, I do man. most around, around Neek. But well, uh, introduce no, yourself, too. Well, uh, it's, it's funny you say that because I'm known for being in the cut. But... <laughs> I'm Sino, you know, uh, you know, one third of the Money Making Brothers collective. Uh, young Bo not here right now, but yeah, man, I'm an artist as well. I represent the South Side of Atlanta, so you know, we working right now. I'm here supporting my brother. Word. We gonna get into Money Making Brothers Doing too. That's another. Thing. That's that, yeah. that's a movement. You know, what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like literally from the you, parties, man, all that shit. That's a you, movement. When you started name dropping, I was like, yeah. wow, it go back like 2000. You say Facts. 2012. Facts. That was. A peak time. That was a peak time. And I was going to get into that, too, because Atlanta, I've actually been able to be down here from, um, you know, I was visiting way before even 2012. But to see the scene from when it was in 2012 to what it is right now is drastically different, especially when it comes to just, I think Mm -hmm. a lot of it is because of lack of venues at this point. Like, at one point, y'all had department stores. You had almost everything in East Atlanta. And now it's almost hard-pressed to find a place to allow rap rap to just kind of exist. You know what I'm saying? Speak to us about, you know, coming up in that time when, you got names like um, Jid, you got 40, Forte Bowie, you got Two Nines, you got all these cats kind of popping up, and none of them was kind of geared towards the radio, it was more geared towards blogs. Like, speak yeah. to us about coming up in that time. Mm, I feel like that was our bread and butter, the internet. We had to play the internet, because it's like, if you're not, if you're not, as far as I know, if, if you wasn't working with like a certain setup, and for, as far as a team, as far as backing, Mm-hmm. You didn't really have a shot at the radio, yeah. Unless you can get your song hot in the streets, and then they gotta play it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, f- 
for us, I think like the internet was really just our bread and butter. You know, if you was if you was uh, if you were savvy enough, you know. Yeah. Um, that's kind of how we how we got music out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I think at one point, like Twitter was like my biggest uh, outlet to release something. And they be waiting. Like at one point, yeah. at one point, Twitter used to be so engaging that you you could drop a record midnight and right. every blog would pick it up mm-hmm. within 20 minutes because people just was on there trying to support nowadays mm-hmm. it's not, it, that's definitely changed mm-hmm. that's, that's true it, that's just definitely changed man um but during that time you actually had a deal i found out man yeah you had yeah. a deal with atlantic man yeah, um, had a situation. first off talk to us about how the deal came to life and um then tell us about when you realized that deal might not have been for you um so i tell people this all the time i don't, I don't want people to feel like um I, I got a raw deal. I, I was in a bad deal or some shit like that. Yeah, it was literally just uh, creative differences. It's like they wanted to go one way, we didn't want to go that way. So it was like, all right, let's part ways. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to make it sound any more serious than it was. Um, I think uh, I learned a lot from that entire situation. Um, everything that everybody had told me about record labels up until that point I kind of just had to trust their word until I got into you know I got into the situation to see for myself and I seen a lot of what people were talking about you know what I'm saying just in terms of creative differences say if you don't agree it'll take months to have a conversation you know what I'm saying shit like that um nah I mean you know in in a nutshell um it was definitely a learning experience. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I would say, like, as an artist, I absolutely needed to go through that. Yeah. I feel like at one point, Atlantic, Atlantic had half of Atlanta signed. Yeah, they, they was running around <laughs> crazy. Yeah, they had, like, half, they had half the that's city not, signed. That's up. not a reach either. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you look around, around and literally crazy. everybody was either signed, <laughs> to, Atl- was signed to Atlantic. I'm talking yeah. about they went on a run for, like, two, three years. Bro. Ran through every club. Whoever had any kind of buzz. Yo, you want to sign something real quick? <laughs> Absolutely. So I feel you, man. Like, a lot of people, they don't really fully get what, a, what, a, 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 what it's like to be in a system like a record label until they actually get into it. Because the first thing they want to do is, is not alter your creativity, but get your creativity to the point where it points more towards pop and not necessarily and that might not be your shit mm-hmm. and and this is the thing let me let me say this too um i had a distribution deal with Atlanta. okay right which it kind of gave me a bit more leeway just in terms of like creative control so at a point where it was like all right well we're not trying to do that you know they was on some shit like well yo we don't really feel faithful in what you got going on and then they they'd counter with something and we'd be like well what is that you know what i'm saying <laughs> So, um, and no, not not to throw no shade. Like, yo, I, I appreciate the opportunity because it taught me it taught, it taught me so much. It showed me a lot of shit I needed to see. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, it ain't worked out. We parted ways. They let me go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They let me, and I'm grateful for that too. Cause yo, a lot of a lot of a lot of cats sure. get stuck. Sure. On them. They get stuck, man. <laughs> yeah. They they can't sure. they can't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? The best thing I could tell people is to know your paperwork. Like one thing I say is like going into it, I knew my paperwork. You know what I'm saying? Like I. I sat down with my lawyer in Barnes and Nobles and I asked questions for like two hours. Just what this mean, what yeah. this mean? He's saying like long words, I'm writing them down. I'm gonna go home and, and look them up myself. Facts, boy, don't get, don't get caught in no contract. Yeah, don't get caught. Yeah. But see, that's what I learned is like, you know, they put a clause in the contract, you put a counter clause, you get yeah. what I'm saying? Like it was, it was pretty much a game of that. So, um, you know, when it was time to go, I, it wasn't really like, 
they didn't really have a problem with it. We didn't really have a problem with it. It was just a process of, you know, like getting out of some shit, like literally take a minute. But it it wasn't like, you know, nobody was like, it wasn't no tug of war. Did it hold up you putting out any music for any chance, like EPs, albums, anything it, it like that? It did for a minute because I had a project ready to go. Okay. And so mm-hmm. essentially the project ended up not coming out. And then um, we didn't really know how putting new music out would affect us in terms of trying to do another situation. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, we just had to hold off for a minute. That's pretty much what it was. I think a lot of people probably feel like I just stopped doing music or I got lazy or some shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was literally just like, niggas gonna put out music. So, and how much pressure was you under during that time? Because as you're not putting out music, we are still seeing some of the people who, who I mentioned prior. You know what I'm saying? Start right. getting, start catching on and start putting out music. Like, you had 2-9 have the whole lap, eight label album. You have um, Jig coming up with Dreamville. Right. You had just a lot of stuff moving, moving in a different direction. Did you feel any pressure on that end? Like, knowing that, you know, you watching people you came up with do this, but I kind of got to wait my turn for a second, even a little bit longer? Um, let me say this. I didn't, I didn't always understand it. Right, I didn't understand the whole waiting your turn thing. Well, I understood it, but it's like I didn't understand. Let me. See. I still don't understand. Actually, I'm gonna be honest with you. And what I mean is this: like how I understood, or at least where we come from, is like when you when you get in a situation or you work your situation and then you pull your man up. You That's, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I ain't, ain't seen like, none of that. It ain't Niggas like got that situations, all, yeah. and I stopped seeing that. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I mean, you know. I ain't, I ain't gonna hate on no man. You know, we gonna do our own thing regardless. Yeah. Plus, you know, you, everybody goes through different situations at their labels, and on top of that too. You know what I mean? Mm, like, right. like they 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 going through the same push and pull that you going through. Where I want to add all these dudes who was a department store with me and all that shit, and they like, nah, we need you to get. And, you know, and saying, know that, yo, right let, let me say this too. It's like a lot of times niggas be having uh, a false sense of entitlement. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You can't have no false sense of entitlement. Like, that man worked for his situation. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So you got to honor that. You got to work for your own situation. Yeah. But right. we, we, we started out with, with, a, with a general consensus that, you know, we in this together. Whoever get their foot in that door, all right, we, 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 we got you. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, things change. Plans mm-hmm. change. Niggas get in situations. The situation, you know, the obligation. You obligated to the situation. At yeah. the point you, you sign that contract, you can't always maneuver your, your partners in it. Your partners got to understand that. But yeah. that ain't even what we talking about. You know what I'm saying? You just talking about looks. Like, hey, nigga, come, come open up this show for Fact. me. Type, you know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, we look out for y'all niggas. Y'all can't look out for us type shit. You know what I'm saying? But... It's all subjective, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, with, with different artists in the city, I got different type of relationships. For the most part, like, all my, all my relationships are good, like, as far as I know. You know, and what, 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 it might have slowed you down putting out music, but when you did start putting out music, it came, it, it came, it came pretty regular. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. at one point, I, re, I was thinking to myself, yo, Neek might be the, the album cover king. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> like, he is. Like, like, Neek, matter of fact, get into that first. Neek, you are the album cover king. Like, like, like every album cover you come out, it's like I don't know who's direct. I know Spencer That's Charles so is involved in, in, in a cover, of but it's like, bro, who who is behind this creativity? Me, <coughs> me, I do everything. Bro, they're crazy. I'm not, crazy. I'm not even. Uh, I ain't even trying to sound like a Leo. Like. <laughs> I literally sit down and you know I try to try to see like you know what I want to portray, mm-hmm. and we try things. You know it don't always work out. Like Spencer tell you, like we'll shoot like even for for uh, for the project I'm finna put out, we shot the cover like four different times. 
before I had one where yeah. I was like, okay, that's it. That's you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, just, you know, to, to answer your question even more in depth, like, as far as, like, we'll go into it, um, I wanted to just take elements that, you know, elements of maybe, like, you know, studying, like, this shit, like, old elements that niggas wasn't really thinking of doing and kind of incorporating it with the aesthetic of the city. So you look at, like, album covers from, like, Ice-T or Big Facts. Daddy Kane or Facts. Cool Keith. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Uncle Luke, you know what I'm saying? We just bringing that back, but it's appropriate for the city because this is strip club capital, so to speak. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I, had, a, I had this same conversation with, um, with Jay Nix, and um, he would say, you know, out of all the niggas who make songs about strippers and this, that, and the third, you the first to, like, actually, like... Embrace it. Like, portray it well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even... I'm not even, you know... I, I could do, like, my, my strip club shit, but you know me for the bars. You don't know yeah. me for that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the, the fact that, that that is how it is is saying something. Yo, I implore anybody listening <laughs> to this, streaming this later, go search Money Making Nico on Spotify title and get into some of these album covers and these songs, bro. <laughs> like, like, like it's, it's, it is. Like, it's, it's, it's that level of flavor. Matter of fact, it's what reminded me, it used to remind me of Ghostface when I first started listening to you. Okay. And it's that kind of feel that I get when I be seeing them album covers. I'm like, bro put a lot of effort into yeah. everything he put out, bro. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and you yeah. know what? Let me let me um let me elaborate on what I was saying too because I don't feel like I get a I don't really get a chance to really elaborate in depth about um how I even got the ideas like um everybody know like there's a there's a very uh obvious element of like the woman in in all of my music facts you get what I'm saying and so <clears throat> I don't ever want to be fake. You know, I always wanted to do something that's kind of like portraying like what I actually got going on in real life. Um, I done dealt with, you know, a, a plethora of women, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, but it's, all right, it's like, yo, let me paint that, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not lying. That's the thing about it. Yeah. So it's kind of <laughs> like that's the shock value on it. It's like you listen to this music and, and you know it's like, yo, this nigga... Do I be lying? <laughs> I, we, I don't be lying. You know what I'm saying? Nah. Um, and that's 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 the gist of it. You know what I'm saying? But um, even more than that, it's not it's not just about trying to objectify women. It's kind of just about trying to like portray like their their natural beauty. Yeah. And then if you notice, it's like I specifically only do like women like my complexion. Yeah, like yeah, that women. part too. That part mm -hmm. too. You keep it you keep it real natural with it. Nah, because though. I feel like yo darker women get a bad rap. You know what I'm saying? Like, just in terms of media. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, why well, is especially that? in music. You know what I'm saying? We talking well, about hip-hop and we talking about love. artwork and, it's, and, it's, and, it's and not video enough images. Of it, you know what I'm saying? I, I say at, at the very least, it's not enough of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to normalize that. You know what I'm saying? I have conversations with, with certain niggas in the street and, um, you know, the ideology still runs rampant that, you know, the, the status quo is like a Hispanic woman or, or a lighter woman of a lighter complexion, which, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with that, but... It's, it, it's it's crazy to me how it's not normal for for a darker woman to be in a to be something that aspired towards too. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I don't know if I'm making sense. Now you are you are man because because again it's it's more about I mean you got everything to do from marketing to even some of the stuff Absolutely. that just be based and, and in you our know, minds it's, in general. It's, it's colorism. Yeah. And then you know uh, I don't I don't want I don't even want niggas to think I just reached and grabbed this out the air. This 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 me me even doing this shit like. 
comes from my experiences with colorism as a child, getting called dark, you yeah. know what I'm saying, African mm-hmm. booty scratcher, you know what I'm saying, nigga, you black, you know what I'm saying, it's like, that's, uh-huh, that's the, yeah. when a nigga want to join, that's the first, first one he leave with, black nigga, you black, first yeah. of all, you know what I'm saying, but <laughs> then it's yeah, like, shit. to me, it's like, I'm taking it and I'm flipping it, yeah. so it's like, all right, I'm going to shine on you niggas and I'm going to show you how beautiful this is. Right. And so I do it with women like my color specifically. That's why I do that. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Too. It's, too, it's truly artwork. Absolutely. I appreciate it. You know, so when again, when we get into the music and I started listening to what you do, I always felt like you was one of the many artists out here who kind of, um, the reason why we don't hear you enough is because of what you don't sound like. You know what I mean? It's not like it's, it's, it's and again, it's not a knock on other, on other acts. It's just we became, it, came, it started getting real generic and everybody started kind of following the same kind of path of a, get a trap beat, do a, do a repetitive hook. You don't really need a whole lot in between that. The triplet flow. Yeah. There's a lot of artists though in the city that really don't get any credit, primarily because they don't fit in that lane. Do you ever feel like you are outside of your own city yeah. based on the music? Absolutely. Um, I understand why, you know what I'm saying, which is why I've never just been offended by it. Yeah. I understand it, you know what I'm saying? Um, we came here, you know what I'm saying? I came here when I was a kid. So it's like I've been here so long to where it's like I'm a grown-ass man now. This is home, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I don't know any place. It's like this is the one place I could I could cover my eyes and walk down the street and still and know, know where you're going. At, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Right, right. So it's like... Um, I've never shied away from like roots though. You know what I'm saying? Like the shit we grew up listening to in the house. Like my mom listened to everything from Outkast to the Fugees. And then, you know, I'm the baby out of a bunch of cousins. And so naturally they listening to like Wu-Tang, DMX, Rough Riders, Rockefeller, all of that. I'm getting all of that as like a six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen year old. And then I'm able to get into like Southern music more, you know what I'm saying? Which I had already kind of been acclimated to when I think about it. Growing up, like my uncle played Project Pat, 3 6, Lil Project. Troy. Project Pat don't get enough love either, man. You know what I'm saying? Lil White, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the whole 3 6. Yeah, the whole 3 6, hypnotized mind shit, you know what I'm yeah, saying? But I came up on that too. It's like, yeah, I, I got that too, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, at the end of the day, you know, my, my sound gonna be my sound. Um, I'd like to think that at this point, like, I done did a good mix of everything. Like, I done demonstrated to niggas every kind of song, even if you want to bring it down south. Like, I'd have, I've demonstrated every kind of song. So it's like, for, for niggas that try to discredit me now, I feel like it's, I don't know if it's, if it's on purpose, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if it's, if it's rooted in something, I don't know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But, you know, my motto, my motto is be undeniable. Bro, first off, you keep going, and if you ain't first, you and if you ain't, you you gotta keep going. You know what I'm saying? There's mm-hmm. never gonna be. You can't really take the, the foot off the brake. Absolutely. And speaking of man, your la- your, your latest record, um, Ricky Bobby Brown. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Get into that record, man. Like like for one, what was that's your vibe that, when you when you even went in one. and put that and put that together? And two, <coughs> explain to me why. Oh, I already know. I feel like I I know why, but explain to me why you shortened your verse so much? Because I'm in the middle of I was working out this morning listening to it. I'm like, this nigga just say you ain't getting no second verse. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all gotta pay for that second verse. You gotta pay for that. Um, nah, man, I just wanted something raw and to the point, yeah. you know. And then that's a, that's okay. So on this new project, like that's a format that I'm adopting, like getting to the point. Um, I started noticing that, like, when you write like two, three verse songs, essentially it gets to a point to where you're looking for things to say. Yeah. Right. 
when you when you into it to say when you hear something you inspired by it the words just kind of come to you exactly. right and so i just let them come to me i'm saying all right i'm gonna stop just looking for shit to say right that doesn't require four minutes that doesn't require three minutes 30 seconds all the time you get what i'm saying yeah. so um if, if it's like a straight to the point thought which is kind of what, what i was on with ricky bobby brown two minutes 16 seconds you know what i'm saying and if you want the second verse well <laughs> Got pay for it. You, I mean, you might get that. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it all depends. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bro, talk to us about a new project, man. You know you got a new album coming. Like, yeah. give us some details. Like, you got, can you tell us about some producers, some features? Who's gonna be working with you? Yeah, man. I, I mean, I got real underground with it. So okay. this time, I didn't even. Um, when I was doing Bring Money with You, I was a uh, major producer, major producer. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to do all that this time. I kind of just wanted to get back to basics. Um, the I guess the significant thing about Drug Dealer Car Collection is I had pretty much what was the pandemic to get it together, yeah. you know, to just mm -hmm. sit down and put it together. Um, I tell people this too, like I kind of isolated myself from everybody to get it done. Like last year I probably spent 95% of my time alone. And so um, that was really just to get my mind right in terms of like what I, where I was trying to go with the project, uh, what I wanted to display, what, did I want, what I wanted to say as a statement, you know what I'm saying? Um, and that kind of go back to what I was telling you about, you know, recalibrating the street, so to speak. Like, um, I don't know, just just uh, holding down our square and, and trying to lead by example. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, the we, we I'm not trying to be all in niggas' faces. Like, yeah, uh, fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, yo, we we gonna hold us down. We gonna be some players about this shit. We gonna lead by example. We gonna show niggas like, all right, this how solid niggas get down. Um, Drug dealer car collection is just that, bringing that to life, you know, in, in, in terms of like audio, it's bringing that to life, you know. Mm. Mm. So you working with a lot of indies this round, is, is, we not seeing indies. the childish majors, we not seeing none of them on the project? Nah, nah, um, I got with my man, uh, Snub Nose Frankenstein, I don't know if you ever heard of Snub Nose, he did a Snub. lot of shit for, uh, he's done a lot of shit for, for underground cats. Um, Definitely too nah. You done definitely heard him with uh Fat Kid's brother. He done did entire projects with them. Okay. Um, but I got with Snub. The the flat thing about Snub is like he's kinda he he's so night he's so crazy with it, like it's He's not scared to experiment. He's not for one, he's not scared to experiment, but then the the, the flat thing about it is like I feel like a lot of a lot of cats they try to imitate like the Neptune sound. Mm -hmm. They try to imitate that greater production, and he does it so well. Like he almost does it slick, kind of better at times. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's that's a bold statement to say, but what I'm saying is like just in terms of like beat making, he nails it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm attracted to that because we come from that, like the clips. Growing up listening to the like the clips, re up gang. Like I grew up. That's the type of shit I was playing growing up. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, for him to kind of give me that vein of production just kind of put me in the spirit of that. And that's kind of where Drug Dealer Car Collection come from. You know what I'm saying? You got a release date for it? Uh, June 18th for right now. Okay. Yeah. All we're right. going gonna to try to, yo, look, we're going to try our best to stick to that. You know what I'm saying? Niggas be pushing shit back. <laughs> we ain't going to try to push nothing back. We're going to try to get that out when we say we're going to put it out. Bro, you know the streets is ready for another niggas is all Niggas is 100% independent. So. Four years, dog, yeah. since uh, Bring Money With You came out. 
yeah. too long, nigga. Yeah, it's way too long, bro. Yeah, man, niggas grew up. You know what I'm saying? That's way too long, man. Absolutely. You know, um, way too long. if there was one thing you could, re- if this was one thing you could tell to yourself, you know, what I'm saying to a younger version of yourself, mm-hmm. knowing what you know right now, as far as from signing with a label to some of the hoops and hoops and hoops and hurdles you had to go through to mm-hmm. get to the point where you at now as an independent, what would that? What kind of advice would you give yourself? Um, do it. Whatever I would tell myself to do it. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's a lot of the time. A lot of times, especially in the past, I figured out. You know, um, looking back, I tried to hear people out. Yeah. And so I would kind of. Uh, I wouldn't really. I couldn't really honor how I truly felt about the situation. I say, say, you know, we got to make an executive decision, and and we got to vote on something. Or if it's, I'm just giving you a situation, you know what I'm saying? And it swing the other way. But I know better. You know what I'm saying? Part of being a team member is like you kind of got to trust another point of view. You know what I'm saying? But that's scary. Like, say, yeah. you know, if, especially if something falls swoop. And then you was like, damn, you know, we probably could have did it another way. But, you know, um, I also learned not to hold shit like that against people. You know what I'm saying? Um Growing up, especially like with a group of guys, it's like you, you, uh, hmm, how can I put this? Like, it's just interesting to see how we all develop in our different ways, right? Um, and then you know how, how that all happens, uh, essentially with us in unison, you know? Without getting too deep, I'm just saying, like, uh, you know, niggas grow up, man, and you know, you realize the error in a lot of your ways. Um, that's essentially what it was for me, man, like just getting older. Um, yeah, I don't even know what else to say to that. <laughs> Keep it above with you. No, that's good, man. Bro, you, you, you've definitely been a good conversation, you know, and I also love the fact that you don't do a ton of interviews, so we wanted a few interviews. Yeah, we got We got Money Making Neek in the studio to, to t- sit down and talk with us. Bro, before we get out of here, man, let people know Again, when they can expect drug dealer car drug drug <coughs> when they can expect drug dealer car collection to come out, how they can find you online, how they can stream the rest of your music and get into all these amazing art all the amazing artwork you got out there. Absolutely, definitely tap in. Um money making neek across every platform, literally. Like you could Google Money Making Neek, M O N E Y M A K I N N I Q U E. You could literally put Listen, I got I got the uh, what they call it the search engine optimization shit <laughs> a lot, dog. I'm talking about you, you press my name and all that shit popping up. I'm talking about everything a nigga you been put doing. Money making. Listen, you go back six pages. They got what what a nigga was doing in 2012. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, my shit on lock, man. Y'all gotta fuck with me though. But money making nigga, everything, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, wherever you want to be nosy at. You know what I'm saying? My boy, man. Appreciate you coming through and showing Absolutely. that love, man. Absolutely, bro. Nick, appreciate you seeing us. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Appreciate Yo. you. And that's Cash Color Campus, a high level of conversation on live hiphopdaily.tv. All right, we're going to do.